You are listening to Sermon Snippets with Max Taylor, where we exposit God's Word and apply its instruction to our everyday lives. As we study God's Word, we are learning truth that corrects our thinking, meets our needs, and teaches us more about Christ. Here's your host, Max Taylor. We're going to begin reading in Daniel chapter 1, verses 8 down through verse 10. And the Bible says, But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the eunuchs. And the prince of the eunuchs said unto Daniel, I fear my lord the king, who hath appointed your meat and your drink, for why should he see your faces worse liking than the children which are of your sort? Then shall you make me endanger my head to the king. So I just want to start off by thinking about the perspective of their decision. We've been looking at this stand that Daniel and his friends are taking right now for quite a while, and the stand really comes in the form of a request. And so today we're getting into what that request actually was. But we've we've talked about the decision that Daniel and his friends make and how it started in their heart. That was really the place where the decision happened and all the pressure that's involved when it comes to taking a stand for the Lord and some of the pushback that you'll receive. And then last week, how to kind of relate to a pastor situation when it comes to standing for what's right. So today we're starting out by looking at, this is number six, the perspective of their decision. It's been well stated that there are only two choices on the shelf, serving God or serving self. And this is the dilemma that Daniel and his friends were in. And it's the same situation that we're in every time we are tempted to sin as well. It really just comes down to our priorities and our perspective. You see, if our priorities and our perspective are to serve God, then we will make the decision to take a stand. Or if our priority is ourselves, then that's going to be our perspective. And then that's going to influence the choice that we make. See, it really just comes down to what we love because we are going to do what we love every single time. So they either had the perspective of serving God or they were focused and their priority was on serving themselves. And of course, we know for these young men, their focus was on God. In his summary on the book of Daniel, uh, John Phillips says, two worlds were at stake, this one or the world to come. And that's a really good way to look at it. You see, they could either think of this life, and if they were focused on this life, it's so easy to justify compromising. Or they could focus on eternity and pleasing God, in which case they would be obligated to obey God and to take a stand. It, it really determines your, your outlook, uh, what your priority is, what your perspective is. If they're focused on this world, then they could easily justify not standing for what's right, doing the easy thing. Or if they're focused on eternity, they have to take a stand. So what is our perspective? Would we choose to serve God and not man? Because that's the choice that these guys made, and they made it alongside people like Joseph and Moses and Phineas 
in each other. And you can make that same decision too. You can focus on eternity and pleasing God and let that determine the decisions you make. And when it's time, the stands you take as well. So that was their perspective. And God blessed their stand, not only for eternity, but also in their current life with physical and spiritual blessings and also social elevation and political promotion as well, as we're going to see. So we get, a, we get a glimpse at their perspective. Now let's think about verse 11 here. It says, Then said Daniel to Melzar, whom the prince of the eunuchs had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So remember for a moment that this is the second attempt that Daniel is making to prevent defiling himself. He didn't stop with one try. He kept trying to have his request heard. His efforts were, first of all, to Ashpenaz. That's what we read here at the opening of this episode. He was the prince, or he's also called the master of the eunuchs. And apparently he was a friend of Daniel's. We read in verses 8 through 10. So that's who Daniel goes to first. He goes to the, the prince of the eunuchs, the master of the eunuchs. And so he goes up to Ashpenaz, who he had a relationship with, apparently. Apparently they were friends. And he's turned down because Ashpenaz was more concerned about getting in trouble with the king. I mean, that's if you remember what we've talked about, about Nebuchadnezzar, that's a very reasonable fear. And so he decides not to listen to their request. And at that point, that's probably the hardest time to keep trying to do what's right. When you've tried once, you've, you've made your decision and you step out and you request something and then it fails and you don't get what you wanted. That's the hardest time to keep doing what's right and the easiest time to just give in, to just stop trying. But they didn't. He went to Melzar who Ashpenaz had put over Daniel and his friends, who actually consented to their request after a brief period of testing because he was also apprehensive. And so let's read about that here. Starting in verse 12, he says to them, or they, they say, making their request to Melzar, they say, prove thy servants, I beseech thee, ten days, and let them give us pulse to eat and water to drink. Then let our countenances be looked upon before thee and the countenance of the children that eat of the portion of the king's meat. And as thou seest, deal with thy servants. So he consented to them in this matter and proved them 10 days. And at the end of 10 days, their countenances appeared fairer and fatter in flesh than all the children which did eat the portion of the king's meat. Thus Melzar took away the portion of their meat and the wine that they should drink and gave them pulse. Now think about this. I I absolutely love this. Here is Daniel, a slave for crying out loud, and he's making a suggestion to the man who was put over him. In a new country, in a new socio-political environment, this whole new place to him. He's a captive. He has no say. He has no position. And he has the courage not only to go and ask his superior to go against his commanding officer's decision, but actually to offer up the recommendation. 
It reminds me of the record of Paul's nephew who told the guard what he should do about the Jews who were lying in wait to kill Paul in Acts 23. Uh, Basically, Paul told his nephew to go see the captain. And so the captain goes aside and talks to him privately. And the young man, I don't know how old he was, but he not only tells the captain of the guard what's happening, that the Jews are are under this pledge that they're going to kill Paul, but he actually goes a step farther and tells the captain what to do. <laughs> he advises him not to send Paul. And he he inputs his own suggestion there. That's That's what this reminds me of. God not only allowed Daniel to request this man that he not defile himself, but he actually gives him an opportunity to put his own suggestion in there when he could have easily given up when he was turned down by the first person. This took a few things. First off, it took tenacity, which is persistent determination or doggedness or resolution, resolve. How easily do you and I give up our efforts to stand for what's right? Sometimes deciding to take the stand is the easy thing to do, but actually sticking with it can be much harder. We have to have that determination to be persistent in well-doing. Just like 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty-eight says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord, we can never cease struggling to do right and fighting against sin. But not only did it take tenacity, it also took courage. I mean, Daniel not only had to think about how to approach this leader who was put over him, but he also had to have uh, courage in how to uh, offer up a suggestion in the face of overwhelming disapproval. Everyone around him was giving in to this request, to this um, expectation of them. But he stood for something he believed in the midst of disapproval from everyone around him. And that's not easy. It takes bravery to challenge what everyone else is accepting. And as Christians, we are sometimes called to speak out even when no one else is. And it can be costly and lonely, but doing what's right is its own reward. We mentioned that quote a few weeks ago. This also took not only tenacity and courage, but it took wisdom And God granted him the wisdom in how to approach Melzar. That wisdom only comes from God through obedience. You don't necessarily get that kind of wisdom uh, for giving in to the culture around you. And we mentioned Psalm 119 verses 97 through 204 a few weeks ago. But basically it talks about obedience is a necessary requirement for wisdom. And that's what Daniel writes in Psalm 119. We have to be willing to obey God's word before we're going to be granted that kind of wisdom. In Psalm 119, we read, Thou through thy commandments hast made me wiser than mine enemies. And then skipping down, he says, I have more understanding than all my teachers. He says later on, I understand more than the ancients because I keep thy precepts. I have refrained my feet from every evil way that I might keep thy word. And at the end, he says, through thy precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. So that wisdom 
really has to be preceded by obedience. And the Bible says a lot about wisdom. It's given from God to those who seek for it and ask for it. But there's also a lot of requirements, um, such as we have to be willing to obey. We have to have purity. James actually talks a lot about wisdom. If you look at the end of chapter 3, he talks about the difference between worldly wisdom and godly wisdom that yields the fruit of righteousness from those who have it and and who the, the type of people that God gives that wisdom to. In 1 John 2:27 the Bible talks about but the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you and ye need not that any man teach you but as the same anointing teacheth you of all things and is true and is no lie and even as it hateth and even as it hath taught you ye shall abide in him. So he looked to God for wisdom, for how to how to make that stand, how to do what was right. And then let's not forget, he not only he made the request, but he also maintained his own restrictions that he put on himself. Daniel and his friends stuck to it. It says, Then Melzar took away the portion of their meat and the wine that they should drink and gave them pulse, so nourishing them three years. And I put those two verses together, verse 16 and then verse back from verse 5. So he gave them the pulse, but let's not forget that they were nourished with that diet for three years. That takes a lot of patience. So when we take a stand for what's right, let's not forget that the battle's not always over at the very beginning. A lot of times we have to exercise patience, and this is really, this is key. It's the importance of persistence in times of waiting and in times of standing up for what's right. Not only did Daniel and his friends decide to do what's right and make multiple requests and then come up with a viable option instead of the king's plan, but they were also faithful to obey for three years. That requires submission to God. I hope we will be able to follow that example this week. Thank you for listening to Sermon Snippets. If this Bible study is a help to you, consider downloading the weekly episodes or sharing this podcast with a friend. Until next time, remember that God's Word is perfect, and it's everything you need to live for Him.